Thus, rather than asking how come I could see him, I should ask, why don't we see him normally? What hinders it? And how? A command by the God? This is similar to my insight that it isn't that the gods have become silent. It is that although they are still here and still speak and write, we have ourselves become unable either to see or to hear them. now where people can come and reconstruct a new future for the world and when i was talking to uh, gustav bjornstrand he was saying that actually these centers are growing up everywhere now and that what they're trying to do which is what findhorn was trying to do and in a way what i was trying to do i mean these things can't be given names but in a way these are all attempts at creating a new kind of school or a new kind of monastery and Bjornstrand talks about the concept of reserves, islands of safety, where history can be remembered and the human being can continue to function in order to maintain the species through a dark age. Then through a glass darkly see Then face to face you will be Spirit of love move in thee Spirit of love set you free Sacrifice, bring the rain sometime So we can grow toward the sign Seven times down, eight 
times high Bird of your love Take the sky Then through a glass Darkly see Then face to face You will be Spirit of love Move in thee Spirit of love Set you free So many stars in the bowl of night If you just love them all is right Lord of your restless mind you'll be If you can watch and wait and see Then through a glass darkly see Then face to face you will be Spirit of love, move in thee. Spirit of love, set you free. As my song goes down the night Where will you hide if the light's too bright So much more there is to see When the spirit of love move in thee Then through a glass darkly see Then face to face you will be Spirit of love, move in me. Spirit of love, set you free. Probability is a mathematical concept coming from statistics. Entropy comes from physics. It is the assertion, established logically and experimentally, that the universe, by its nature, is running down, moving toward a state of inert uniformity devoid of form, matter, hierarchy, or differentiation. That is, in any given situation, 
less organization, more chaos. Is overwhelmingly more probable than tighter organization or more order. The tendency for entropy to increase in isolated systems is expressed in the second law of thermodynamics, perhaps the most pessimistic and immoral formulation in all human thought. It applies, however, to a closed system, to something that is an isolated whole, not just a part. Within such systems, there may be parts which draw their energy from the whole, that are moving at least temporarily in the opposite direction. In them, order is increasing and chaos is diminishing. The whirlpools that swirl in a direction opposed to the main current are called enclaves, and one of them is life, especially human life, which in a universe moving inexorably towards chaos moves toward increased order.
I, I think now of the dream I had of the great luminous moth descending to earth so beautifully. And uh, perhaps this was the one vast soul which came down rather than many separate souls. One entity which was uh, segmented at impact and perhaps dispersing to take up eventual residence within many human minds. And dispersing this way, it lost contact with its own original identity and at that point lapsed into forgetfulness, amnesia. So from that moment on, it has traveled in luminous beauty, but without recognizing itself inwardly or outwardly, forward in time as a collective divided, invisible presence. It moves majestically, but no longer conscious of itself or its origins, purpose here or goal. Now, its primary goal is to remember to again be self-aware with all the ramifications implied, like whence from, whither going. It is a visitor here, and in remembering has begun the process by which it can return. How can it return if it has forgotten that it ever existed anywhere but here? To where it keeps reincarnating in linear time, drawn back by its desire to perpetuate itself here. It imagines itself to be human, a human, er, uh, many a humans. I think maybe all the segmented parts must remember and hence rejoin and will ascend as it descended, a unity intact, again totally aware of itself and its home. And it has been many people at many times, but it is and must be a unity to exist properly. Uh, perhaps as portions remember, they inform adventitiously remaining still forgetful parts, summoning them one by one to their original state. So what will be the effect in this world as the portions awaken and remember? Awakened, they are aware of St. Sophia's approaching incarnation. They are heralds for it, preparing the way while still here, edifying the world with their light. Well, I guess this is all fanciful. It leaves out the elements of testing, judgment, and reprieve, or permission to go home. Is it possible that each part of the great soul must earn its reprieve before enlightenment? memory restored occurs. It does not just happen to remember. Anamnesis is granted it as a reward, um, perhaps after centuries of trial. Did it sin originally and so fall? Was it cast out of the Pleroma? Was it one Lucifer, one bright star of many? And then must it work its way back up gradually and arduously? Was it punished? Only by transforming itself could it, its pieces, receive its original state back. This was the fall, the fall trials here and eventual return. 
Now I am conscious of earning an amnesis, although I'm not sure when and how. Perhaps what the pieces of the moth soul must lose and demonstrate loss of is the rebellious self-fulfillment in the sense of self-striving against the crosses as a totality. It was one part thereof originally and tried to become a crosses in itself, which is to say no longer part of the total universe organism, but pitted against it, a separate universe. going to go on a trip on an airplane and I got a fortune cookie that said don't go I mean of course I admit I might feel a bit nervous for about one second but in fact I would go because I mean that trip is going to be successful or unsuccessful based on the state of the airplane and the state of the pilot and and the cookie is in no position to know about that and I mean you know it's the same with any kind of uh, prophecy or a sign or an omen because if you believe in omens then that means that, that the universe, I mean, I don't even know how to begin to describe this. That means that the future is somehow sending messages backwards to the present, which, which means that the future must exist in some sense already in order to be able to send these messages. One morning soon, one morning soon, one morning soon I heard the angels singing All around my bed All around my bed All around my bed I heard the angels singing in my heart 
Down in my heart, down in my heart, I heard angels singing. Looked at my hand, they look new. I heard angels singing. Looked at my feet and they were so too I heard angels singing Around my bed, around my bed Around my bed, I heard angels singing Around my room All around my room, all around my room, I heard angels singing. Down in my heart, down in my heart, down in my heart, I heard angels singing. holiday of the Holy Knights of Discord. Gordfest is a celebration of nothing in particular, which is held at no set time. Although it usually takes place when you can get heaps of gourds. Gordfest is a simple ceremony that can be performed by at least five Discordians and with 25 gourds. Each gourd must be cut to hold at least one candle. Once the gourds are prepared, place them on the ground so they form a large circle. When night falls, light all of the gourds and build a fire in the middle of the circle. Once the fire is burning and all of the candles are lit, everyone present must enter the circle and chant. This is primarily to scare the neighbors. The ceremony invokes the primal chaos in the surroundings and causes a temporary, localized change in physical reality. Unfortunately, our human brains will ignore this change, so it will appear as though nothing has happened. If nothing seems to happen, then the ceremony was successful. If it starts raining cheese, you messed up.
Who is the woman who whispers to me? There's someone else in my head and he's not living in this century. Another person injected into my brain? Thomas? But who is Thomas? Not to whom the Holy Spirit came. Thus, with a single swift punch of the needle, Valus, the Holy Spirit is cross-bonded to me and is here at a spatio-temporal locus, injected into human history. Is the girl who whispers our daughter, Saint Sophia, who is her own grandparent, Valus? Valus replicates in micro form, Valus to Thomas, to me equaling Valus again, Saint Sophia. Did the prophecy mean that Saint Sophia would be born for me, me, impregnated by the Holy Spirit? But how? I hear her voice. She is in my head, counseling me. Nasruddin climbed into someone's kitchen garden and started filling a sack with everything that he could lay his hands on. A gardener saw him and came running. What are you doing here? I was blown here by a high wind. And who uprooted the vegetables? I caught hold of them to stop myself being swept along. And how does it come that there are vegetables in that sack? That is just what I was wondering about when you interrupted me. Yeah, but for you, yeah. 
you're going through some kind of hell in your own life, well, you would love to know if your friends have experienced similar things, but we just don't dare to ask each other. No, it'd be like asking your friend to drop his role. I mean, we just put no value at all on perceiving reality. I mean, on the contrary, this incredible emphasis that we all place now on our so-called careers automatically makes perceiving reality a very low priority. Because if your life is organized around trying to be successful in a career, well, it just doesn't matter what you perceive or what you experience. You can really sort of shut your mind off for years ahead in a way. You can sort of turn on the automatic pilot. Of what you have been taught You know what you could be Tell me my friend Why you worry all the time What you should be Rainbows and won't hold you It's crimson shapes and purple sounds Softly will unfold you It gurgles through their timeless glade In quarter tones of lightning 
No policy is up for sale In case the truth be frightening You know what you could be Tell me, my friend, why you worry all the time What you should be A Sermon on Ethics and Love One day, Mal, too, asked the messenger spirit, Saint Gulick, to approach the goddess and request her presence for some desperate advice. Shortly afterwards, the radio came on by itself, and in an ethereal female voice said, Yes? Oh, Eris, blessed mother of man, Queen of chaos, daughter of discord, concubine of confusion. Oh, exquisite lady, I beseech you to lift the heavy burden from my heart. What bothers you, Mal? You don't sound well. I am filled with fear and tormented with terrible visions of pain. Everywhere people are hurting one another. The planet is rampant with injustices. Whole societies plunder groups of their own people. Mothers imprisoned sons. Children perish while brothers war. Oh, woe. What is the matter with that, if that is what you want to do? But nobody wants it. Everybody hates it. Oh, well then stop. At which moment, she turned herself into an aspirin commercial and left the polyfather stranded alone with his species.
There's no doubt that, what with my right hemisphere experiments, I was trying to achieve something. And perhaps did. Received something. Receiving was part of what I was into. The idea that we could, if we listened in a new way, or a forgotten way. Where did the light beam come from? Certainly my dreams suggest the past. Anyhow, it is all what should be identified as retrieved knowledge. But it may have been triggered, the disinhibiting, by an ET signal. This presumes a link between Earth and <clears throat> Heaven. I think there is.
In other words, we're talking about an underground, which did exist in a different way during the Dark Ages among the mystical orders of the church. And the purpose of this underground is to find out how to preserve the light, life, the culture, how to keep things living. You see, I keep thinking that what we need is a new language, a, a language of the heart, languages in the Polish forest where language wasn't needed, some kind of language between people that is a new kind of poetry. That's the poetry of the dancing bee that tells us where the honey is. And I think that in order to create that language, you're going to have to learn how you can go through a looking glass into another kind of perception where you have that sense of being united to all things. And suddenly, you understand everything.
prepare for landing. Our time on the other side soon concludes, but the voyage continues. I'm Void Captain Tenali Von Jumper Drive, and you've just heard the second half of Half Remarkable Questions, Part 7. Be sure to find an archive of our voyage and previous voyages at moneybootsradio.org. We began the last set of music with Kanyanyan Muyinda Ensemble with Zuwana et We Yere. And we heard C.O.B. with Spirit of Love, Nush Bashati and Shok Nija Vajar with Elif Allah. That piece was from a fine compilation, Albanian Village Music. Then we heard Idel Tridis Ango with Berkaz Ronga. That was recorded in Indonesia. Then we heard Edward W. Claiborne with I Heard the Angels Singing. He's from Morocco with Chick Ayad with Uka Dil Ger. And that was from a recent release from Dust the Digital, a four CD compilation recorded by Paul Bowles back in the 50s and 60s, I believe. An excellent compilation. Then a piece from Madagascar, we heard Choerd Balganchi. In English, the piece is entitled The Mind Bound Up with Sorrow. And we heard the incredible string band with You Know What You Could Be. And a piece from Tanzania by Julius Sawosi with Chigali Cha Mwana. And we heard Halkis Brothers with Song of the Hero Bandits. And lastly, we heard Oriental Sunshine with Mother Nature. And I would also like to thank Joey with his readings of some old Soupy tales, as well as Jason Naylor with his readings from The Exegesis of Philip K. Dick. On behalf of the crew, thanks for choosing to take the journey. Without you, there would be no journey at all, at all. Until our next jump drive, May your God go with you. See you in 23 minutes. And remember, keep looking up.